Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mula po sa Quezon City, ako si Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. The Senate has been scrutinizing Ms. Latel's path to be the country's third telco, but even as legislators focus on the validity of its franchise, Senator Ralph Recto says there is a bigger issue on the horizon that we cannot afford to lose sight of. There are two vacancies in the Supreme Court that President Duterte has yet to fill. We will discuss what the High Court might look like in the immediate future and what that might mean for pending issues. A consultant of the National Democratic Front of the Philippines was murdered yesterday in Nueva Vizcaya. Randy Malayo played a role in peace talks between the Duterte administration and the CPP, NPA, and DF. What might this murder mean for future negotiations? And President Duterte has come out urging Filipinos to not be afraid of vaccination. That makes sense, but how did we even come to this that government has to convince people to protect their health? We'll explain a troubling dip in vaccination rates among Filipinos. Yan po ang headlines for today. I'm Robbie Alampay, Puma Podcast. The Senate has wrapped up hearings on the matter of Ms. Latel's bid to become the Philippines' third telco. There are still questions on Ms. Latel's eligibility even after it won the bid to just be in this position to bag the required nod of Congress. Senator Franklin Drillon says the Ms. Latel Consortium's franchise could have been invalid at the start of the bidding as Ms. Latel failed to operate within a year of having obtained that franchise in 1998. The debate at the Senate basically revolves around the question, can that matter be fixed? And even if Congress were to let it pass, what would happen if the matter is ultimately brought up not in Congress, but in court? Even before that is answered, however, Senator Ralph Recto took the hearings as opportunity to raise an even bigger question hanging over Congress and government. I don't mind I, uh, that the misadvent correct its deficiencies in its franchise. The policy issue really is, should we allow a foreign state of a corporation to own 40%, a little less than 40%, uh, and not to take a look in isolation that there are many other bills that allow 100% ownership. Recto says the mislatel matter cannot be considered in isolation from pending proposals to allow greater foreign ownership of telecommunications firms in the Philippines. There are other bills in the Senate as approved in the House as far as the telecommunication industry is concerned, allowing 100% foreign ownership. If we pass this, is it possible 
from China Telecom is foreign state owned corporation on a hundred percent of what we're seeing a new major player. President Duterte must make two appointments to the Supreme Court soon. Those would be to fill the associate justice posts vacated by now Chief Justice Lucas Bersamin, who was appointed in November, and Justice Noel Tijam, who turned 70 earlier this month. The Constitution says that a vacancy must be filled within 90 days after it occurs. We talked to Ted Te, former Supreme Court spokesperson, now back with the UP College of Law, about who or what kind of appointments the president is likely to make and what that might mean for the Supreme Court. President Duterte, so far in his appointments, has been consistent in appointing justices from the third-level courts. This would be the Court of Appeals, the Sandigan Bayan, although he has not yet appointed a Court of Tax Appeals justice to become a justice of the Supreme Court. That might indicate that uh, he would look at more experienced jurists, but that would also indicate that these jurists would tend to be a bit more conservative, meaning they would look at the law as applied in the past. Tendency for more senior and from within the, the ranks of the judiciary, why would they necessarily be more conservative? But the tendency would be for career jurists, they tend to really value precedents in terms of uh, cases decided by the Supreme Court. They're used to that. That's what they do. You bring in an academic, you bring in a private practitioner. These are people who are more used to advocating a certain position. These are people who would you know, propose an out-of-the-box view of the law or, or rights and you know, put it to the test. Classic examples uh, that come to mind of people who came from outside uh, being a career jur jurist, uh, Justice Carpio, who had a very long uh, established career in the private sector, and then, of course, Justice Leonin, who is, in fact, still um, a, a, an activist uh, judge in, in many people's views. I think you can see in the way that they have you know, decided to conduct themselves. They, they have actually taken on the judging role, but in the way that they judge, they, their, their ideologies perhaps, or maybe their, their philosophies, would tend to be a bit more open. Uh, they would not hesitate to bring in newer theories. They would not hesitate to bring in you know, out-of-the-box advocacies for, for both justices. Uh, and so, yes, I think, I think the judiciary uh, could stand a little bit more of those people. Maybe a good mix would be, you know, half-half, half career uh, jurists. The other half would come from private pra uh, practitioners or even academics, true blue academics, meaning those who have spent their lives really just looking at the law, analyzing the law. The Hague Joint Declaration actually uh, is the mother document, you know, uh, of the peace talks. It that was NDFP's consultant agenda, Randy Malayao in a video by Kodao Productions in 2016. That, uh, Yesterday, uh, Malaya was shot dead in a bus in Nueva Vizcaya. Uh, Malaya was a political prisoner from 2008 to 2012. He was acquitted in the 2001 killing of former Cagayan Governor Rodolfo Aguinaldo, but had faced, to quote Malayao, one trumped-up charge after another. Malaya was a consultant of the NDF in its on-again, off-again, on-again, off-again negotiations with the Duterte administration. 
Now, the NDF says that the peace talks, currently off again, is an all-the-more unlikely proposition. They are, the NDF said, quote, more than ever determined to overthrow the murderous and corrupt Duterte regime, close quote. Police and the military are investigating the Malayo murder, but the NDF says other peace consultants are also under threat. Since October, government has arrested three other NDF advisors on murder and illegal weapons charges. Hindi naman lahat bakuna yung deleterious or dangerous. Proven naman yan. In statistics siguro, may, may 110 million tayo kumatay, dalawa, tatlo dyan. It's a bad break, but that, is, that does not set uh, a trend or record. That's President Duterte calling on Filipinos to not be afraid of vaccines. He is telling parents, get your children immunized. Why should a president even have to make such a statement? It's because right now, more parents are in fact shying away from vaccination programs. There has been an alarming drop in the number of children getting vaccinated for preventable diseases such as diphtheria, tetanus, hepatitis, and measles. In November 2018, the World Health Organization reported a surge in measles cases in the Philippines. What brought about the fear of vaccines? The government blames the Dengvaxia scandal. Under the Aquino administration, protocols were broken for a mass anti-dengue immunization program using what was ultimately an experimental drug, French company Sanofi's Dengvaxia. Since then, debate has raged as to whether Dengvaxia is effective, harmless, or has actually caused deaths. One clear casualty, vaccination rates. Backdrop by the debates on both the science and the politics, parents have developed a fear of government immunization programs. Much to the lament, of course, of doctors. And that is why it has gone all the way up to the president to have to reassure Filipinos, magpabakuna kayo. Politics may be incurable in this country, but so many diseases are in fact preventable. Before we let you go, here are some things you need to know. If you're driving a Chevrolet, you're entitled to a free breakfast at McDonald's, a sausage McMuffin meal to be precise. Chevy owners just have to be at a participating McDo branch between 6 and 10 a.m. on a Thursday. Drive up to the order box and say, I love this Chevy and they'll hand you your free meal. You don't even have to buy anything else. This promo runs until February 7. At konting busina dyan sa mga fans ni Pepe Smith, the family of the late Pinoy rock icon is open to donations to fund his funeral and other expenses. If you want to help, donation instructions are on Sanya Smith's Instagram page at sanyasmith007. And that's today's edition of Puma Podcast. For the latest episodes, subscribe on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to like and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and on Twitter. Maraming salamat po.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.